You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. Psalm uh, 31 and 24, the first word in the verse is be. It speaks about existence or how a person is to live. Uh, Be not only speaks of how we should exist or live, breaking it down, it speaks of how we should think, talk, and act. Be. Think this way. Talk this way. And act this way. And contextually, we ought to be of good courage. We are to be of good courage or courageous. The antithesis of courageous is cowardice. The root meaning of cowardice or coward is to turn and run away. You don't like what you see, so you just turn and run away. Even though God told you to go down that particular path, you don't like what you see. So despite what God has told you, you turn and run away. Because you're a coward. You're a jelly back. You're wimpy. But when you're courageous or you are of good courage, it says about you that you refuse to give in. You don't have the mentality to to give up even though looking at the situation it seems as if it's hopeless. But because of who you are in God you just refuse to give up. That There are some folk in here right now that are smiling but inwardly battling something. The reason they're smiling is because they just refuse to allow what they're going through to dictate to them how they should be. (laughs) Yeah, 
I'm going through it, but I'm still going to praise God. Yeah, it's been rough this week, but I'm still going to give him a hallelujah. I'm still going to Hosanna, my God, because I know what I'm going through is temporary. Woo! 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 says the things that we see. See, figuratively means experience. The things that we experience are just for a moment. They're not going to last. It's hurting right now, but, but, but it ain't always going to be painful because my God is able to deliver me. My God is able to bring me out of any predicament I find myself in or I may even get myself in. Because sometimes we mess up ourselves. I said sometimes we mess up ourselves. And, and sometimes we mess up ourselves to the point to where we can't even get ourselves out of what we got ourselves in. Woo! You know what I'm talking about. But then you remember whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be delivered. So despite messing up yourself, you call on Jesus and he delivers you from your predicament. When you are of good courage, it says about you that you are dogged. You are just determined to do the right thing despite obstacles. You know that you are being opposed on every hand, but you're so dogged that you just refuse to say uncle. You refuse to say to the enemy that's hitting you, you quit. You're not going to hit the mat, a sign of giving up. You're going to continue to fight despite the battle. Despite how horrific or horrendous it is, you're still determined that you're going to win. And, 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 I, and, and that's what a child of God should do because the victory when it comes to a child of God is not based upon the enemy having the upper hand for a moment. The victory is based upon your faith. For 1 John 5 and 4 says, the victory that overcomes the world is even our faith. That's the reason that the, the enemy will strive to try to stop you from being dogged, determined when it comes to your faith. Because the enemy knows if you keep the faith or you continue to believe God for your deliverance that victory is going to happen that's the reason the greatest battles that we fight are in our mind the greatest battles that, that we fight in reference to words are when people are telling us what's going on naturally or what they feel naturally and it opposes our faith it, is, it opposes what is written of what God has revealed through his servants. It opposes what God has told you he was going to do.
And, and sometimes we, we wrestle with that because as humans, we, we have a tendency to believe at times what we see rather than what God has said. And that's a mistake because God told us up front, according to Isaiah 55, that his ways and his, his thoughts are not as the ways and the thoughts of man. Even told us the distinction. He said, as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are my thoughts and so are my ways. Folks going to say things or the enemy is going to say things that are going to oppose your faith of what God told you. But despite what you hear, you still have to stand on what is written or what God has revealed. How many are listening? And so we have to be of good courage. We have to be dogged. We have to be fearless in the face of danger. We have to let the enemy know, even if the enemy is ourselves, that we're not giving in, we're not going to give up, we're just going to trust God until salvation comes. We're just going to trust God based upon the truth, because the truth will make us free, according to John 8, 31 and 32 in part. We're just going to hold on because we know our Redeemer lives. You remember Job in the midst of his trouble decreed that I know my Redeemer lives. He was going through something horrific, but he knew that a turnaround was going to take place. Now I got to deal with, deal with something, and, and I want you to pay close attention. Uh, that being that when you refuse to be of good courage or to be courageous, you're entering into a dangerous position. I'm going to show you why I'm biblically. Go with me to Joshua, the 23rd chapter. Y'all going to stay with me? Okay, notice Joshua, the 23rd chapter. And we're just going to look at verse 6. And, and uh, are you ready? Joshua 23 and 6. Therefore be very courageous to keep and to do all that is written in the book of the law of Moses. Lest you turn aside from it to the right hand or to the left. Now notice as he tell them to be courageous in adhering to the book of Moses. Because at the time Moses was revealing to the people of God, uh, Moses had revealed to the people of God what they should do when it came to uh, their journey in the promised land. And Joshua was reminding the people how many are understanding? Now, likewise, we have to adhere to the written and the revealed word of God. And notice he says in part here in Joshua 23 and 6, do not turn aside to the right or to the left. To turn aside means to draw back. 
Don't draw back. If God has told you better is in, better is coming, when words show up, don't draw back. When God done told you he's going to heal you, but you get another bad report, don't draw back. When God has told you that he's going to pour you out a blessing, you ain't going to have room enough to receive, but two days later you bounce a check and you lose your jaw, don't turn back. Don't draw back no matter what. And I'm going to show you the reason why. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Hebrews, the 10th chapter. Stay with me. Hebrews 10, verse 38. Now, in Joshua 23 and 6, the word was to the people of God or the just. Because even in the Old Testament, the people of God were expected to live by faith. Amen? Notice what the Hebrew writer says here in Hebrews 10, 38. Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. See, when you draw back, you step into a dangerous place. You don't want to turn aside because when you do so, God is not pleased with you. And if God is not pleased with you, that means your enemies are not going to be made your footstool. When you displease God, you open yourself up for the enemies to come in and mess with your mind, your body, and so forth. When you please God, he'll make your enemies your footstool. When you please God, he'll give you your heart's desire. When, when you please God, he'll even fight for you. But look at the verse again. If you draw back or turn aside, he will have no pleasure in you. Woo, say to your neighbor, we can't do that. Can't draw back. Look at, look at verse 39. But we are not of those who draw back. Is that talking about you? You don't draw back to perdition. But, but notice the alternative. But of those who believe to the saving of the what? See, you have to keep believing even though at times you feel like giving up. I said you have to keep believing even though at times you feel like giving up. Don't tell me you never had, had a I, I'm, I'm, I feel like giving up moment. How many have ever had I feel like giving up moment? Say to your neighbor, it's all right to have that moment. Just don't do it. You can have a mad moment, but, but just don't sin. Bible says it another way. Be angry, sin. If you have a feeling like you want to give up, feel it, but don't you do it. Don't you quit. Don't you give room to the enemy and especially yourself. Because I personally believe that one of our greatest enemies is self. David believed that because in the psalm you constantly hearing David talking to himself. 
they would say things like, So, why are you discouraged? Hoping God. Who was he talking to? Himself. You can't draw back. You can't turn aside. Say to your neighbor, you gotta, you gotta stay dogged. You can't draw back. That, that means anytime your, yourself starts opposing you, put yourself in check. Paul said, put your body under subjection. For you become a castaway. For you become somebody that pulls back from what does saith God. Pastor, but it hurts sometimes. I know. I know it hurts sometimes. But you still can't draw back. Pastor, sometimes I, I, I just get so dismayed. I understand. But you still don't need to give up. Sometimes, Pastor, it seems like I'm not going to get... My harsh desire, my needs are not going to be met. I know, but you still can't draw back. You know why? Because he that shall come will come. God going to come, but sometimes he just sat back to see if you're going to take heed to his word. See, you ain't got to worry about God doing what he told you he was going to do. Because God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he'll do it. He'll make that thing good. Ooh, that's a high five moment. High five somebody and tell them God will do what he said. Somebody need to jump up and go to somebody and high five them and tell them God will do what he said. I got some folk over here. You don't experience God doing what he promised. It didn't look like it was going to happen, but God did it. Oh, good God, tell somebody it didn't look like it was going to manifest. But God did it anyhow. God did it anyway. God did it anyhow. God did it anyway. And because God does not change, he going to do it this time. That's the reason you got to keep your shouting shoes on. I said you got to keep your shouting shoes on. You got to always be ready to give God the praise. You don't feel like I feel. Yeah, I done been there. I done felt like it wasn't going to happen. But you can never count your God out. You can never look at God like you look at your cousin. Yeah, your cousin said he was going to do it. Even promised that he was going to help you out. But when push came to shove, your cousin didn't come through. But you can't equate God with your cousin. God is above your cousin. God is above everybody that you know. God, if he said it, he'll do it. He'll bring it to pass. I need somebody to help me preach this. Do you feel it yet? I said, do you feel it yet? Say to somebody, God will do it. Because he done did it for me time and time again. Matter of fact, I just got to tell you something. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. Woo, I need somebody to help me say it. Say to somebody, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. 
going to make it good? Yeah. Is he going to do it the right way? Yeah. yeah, he'll do it the right way. Paul said he'll do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. That's the reason we say again, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like who? And so he says, be of good courage. And look at, look, look at what's going to happen when you be of good courage. He'll strengthen. Look what he's going to strengthen. Your heart. Say to your neighbor, God will empower your heart. He'll give you the ability to do what you can't normally do if you just be of good courage. If you just stand fearless and say, I ain't going nowhere. I'm going to stand on God's word. All of a sudden, God will drop some, will drop some strength in your being and you will be able to do what you couldn't normally do. You will be able to say something and stand on what you said. You better tell somebody one more time. Can't nobody but nobody but nobody do you like. When he strengthens your heart, it simply means that he's going to strengthen your mind, your words, and your deeds. See, God will strengthen your mind to the point to where you will be thinking you're going to do it despite the report that you're looking at. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I, I, I can read, but God's still going to do it. You won't be pole-mouthing when it comes to your talk when God strengthens your heart. You, you'll be talking bold. You, you'll use your, word to, your words to create things. How can that be, Pastor? Because Proverbs 18 and 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And you being a child of God, you have the ability to speak things into existence just like your God. You know Genesis one, one, and following when everything God spoke, it came into existence. And the same applies when you walk in the authority that God has given you. Why is that so, Pastor? Because you are an heir of God and a joint heir of Christ Jesus. You have the ability to speak those things that are not as though they were. Some of y'all acting as if I'm just talking just to be talking even though I'm giving you some references with it I'm done with this side for a minute I'm going over here I said God has given you the ability to think though to speak those things that are not as though they were am I talking about y'all Will y'all help me tell them folk over there my, to my far left that God has given us power to speak things. That's the reason you have your harsh desire. You didn't have no down payment. You knew your credit was shot, but you went to the car lot anyhow. And while you were walking around the car seven times, you were just speaking, this is mine right here. No matter who puts in an application to try to get it, they're not going to get it. I know I don't have the best credit, but I, this is my car. And three days later, you drove out the lot with the car because can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like who? Jesus. 
So he says, be of good and God will strengthen your mind, your words, and your deeds. He'll empower you to do things that normally you would be afraid to do. God told me to go. I'm going to go. I ain't got no money. They're talking about closing the plant, but I know God told me to go. And I'm going. You get that ain't got a dime in your pocket, folk ask you, can we help you? Yeah. I come to look at such and such. What's going on with you? God has empowered you to do what you would normally do. I got to give you a reference now because some of y'all looking at me a little strange. I mean, it may not mean that you looking at me like that, but I still need to give you a reference. Let's go to Philippians, the fourth chapter. Y'all stay with me. I'm almost done. Philippians, the fourth chapter. Consider verse 13, what Paul said. After confessing that he had been, he had lived with and without. And confessing that he had been instructed or taught. This is what Paul concluded. And it's not just for Paul, it's for all Christians. Look what he said in Philippians 4 and 13. I can do all things through who? Why? Back in Psalm 31 and 24, when you be of good courage, he's going to strengthen you. Paul said, I can do all things because he strengthens me. Letting us know, not because of my ability. He knew it wasn't his ability. But God had empowered him. And see, you have to know when God empowers you that you're going to be able to do what you could normally do. And you ain't going to be Superman flying around all that. But you're going to be able to do things that you could normally do. Why? And see, Paul even went so far as to say, again, here in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things. Which suggests that he believed whatever God had ordained for his life, that he had empowered him to carry out every task, to face every opposition. See, see, the promise to children of God is, look, God ain't going to put no more on you than you can handle. Which suggests he's he going to give you exactly what you need to deal with whatever comes your way. 
So whatever you're going through right now, God has already equipped you to deal with it. Just don't try to operate in your own strength. Because the only way you can deal with it is to recognize that, that you, you have been given the strength to do so. I can do all through That strengthens me. Don't get in your own ability. Stay, and, and stay in the ability of Christ. And, and how does he strengthen you more so than anything? Through the word. That's when when you come to church, you hear it, allow it to empower you, and then start thinking it, speaking it, and doing it. That's the reason Jesus said in Matthew 4 and 4, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every that proceeds out the mouth of God. And see, the, the scripture reveals to us that the word of God is powerful. And one way we recognize that power is when he empowers us again to do what we could normally do, to think in ways we would normally think, and to speak in ways we would normally speak. How many understand? Be of good courage, and the Lord shall strengthen your Heart. And then he reveals who he's talking to. All of you. That hope in the Lord. First meaning of hope is to have expectation. But we can't just leave it at, at, at having expectation because the verse says, all of you that hope in who? Say to your neighbor, you got to expect God to do something. <laughs> and, and see, th- this is what we really need to get in our spirit. You have to expect God to do the impossible. See, God will empower you or strengthen you to believe him for the impossible. Said on one occasion to his, his disciples, you, you know, when it, when it comes to this right here, with men, it's impossible. He said, but not with God. Why? With God, all things are possible. Said on another occasion to a person, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. See, you have to expect God to give you your miracle. You have to expect God to give you what you can't give yourself. You have to expect God to treat you better than your job. You have to recognize God just just ain't a person. I said God just ain't a person. God is the omnipotent one. That says he has all power. And, and see, you have to get to the point to where you can believe that, that God will drop something on you despite your situation. You have to believe that God will drop money on you and it ain't even payday. 
And some of us in here should have shouted because it ain't no telling how many times God has blessed you financially and, and paycheck was weeks away. I'm going to see if some redeeming took place based upon what I just said over here. Y'all keep praying. I'm going back over here. I, I'm just wondering over here, are you ready yet? Say to somebody, God will bless you. Despite what you're going through. Now let me hear how y'all can tell somebody because can't nobody but nobody but nobody. Redemption has taken place over there. Let's give God the praise. I wonder how many in here you are expecting God to do the impossible. I said you are expecting God to do the impossible. I can't tell you how many times God has blew my mind. I'm not the only one. How many God I blew your mind before? And did the impossible. And did what your folk, your relatives said couldn't be done. And did what religious folk said couldn't be done. And did what doctors or professionals said couldn't be done. Look at somebody and say, God will do the impossible for you. Sit down for a minute. See, see. Because hope. Number one, from a biblical standpoint, is faith. Hebrews 11 and 1 says it's right here. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Hope is faith. And see, the power of faith is that faith is something God rewards. This reason Hebrews 11 and 6 says this right here. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. See, faith will cause God to open up a door, a window, and give you something you can't afford. Give you something nobody else would give you. When, when, when God talks about doing for his children, he, he talks in the realm of, of the impossible when it, when it comes to a natural standpoint. Because he says things like, if you give, I'll give into your bosom. Good measure, press, bang, shaken together and running over. Man, that seems impossible when you look at it from a natural standpoint. That's the reason when God says something like that, you have to, you have to have the mindset of a child of God, knowing that God ain't going to tell you nothing. He came back up. Say to your neighbor, everything God drop on you, he can back up. And the reason he can back it up is because he has all power. All power? Yeah, all power. Well, in the heavens 
and the earth. God has all what? That's the reason he can bless you in ways that you never dreamed of. That's the reason God can change your life in every aspect in 24 hours. I, I often tell the story of how God in one day changed my life financially forever. Basically said to me, Walker, today you are going to be changed financially and you will never ever struggle or be broke again and that's been 20 plus years and God has kept his word because it is impossible for God to lie. Say to your David, God ain't no respect of person. What he drop on Walker. What he drop on Beasley. What he drop on Florence. What he drop on Stalins, what he drop on Jackson, he'll drop it on you. Say to your neighbor, you're in the drop zone right now. God will drop something on you right now. He'll drop a healing on you right now. He'll drop salvation on you right now. He'll drop a turnaround on you. Look at somebody and tell them, can't nobody but nobody but nobody but nobody do you like believe I'm done let's give God a big hand to pray thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org until next time remember Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly